Good morning. Thank you for joining me again. This is Justine, and let's just get to it. Um, it's cold as an MF right now. I don't want to start cursing right in the morning, um, but it is so cold. Um, yesterday, I live in California um, in like the Los Angeles, Orange County area. Um, yesterday, we I think we got up to like 79, 80 degrees. Um, but it was nice, you know, it was nice and cool in the shade. But still, we got up to like 80 degrees. So like in the sun, it was kind of warm. And like the days prior to that, it was like in the 70s, like really nice and cool. Like perfect weather, you know, like 76. And then yesterday, like I said, it went up to like about 80. It was nice at night. It was um, Halloween. So happy Halloween for you guys who I um, hope you guys really enjoyed Halloween. Um, I hope your kids enjoyed Halloween. We took ours out yesterday and it was really nice like we didn't need to wear sweaters or anything um a little you know a little chill but like it wasn't like super cold but you know a little bit wind a little bit wind a little bit of wind excuse me still waking up um and then there's like a whole bunch of fires going around right now so like you can totally smell it in the air um this morning i wake up and walk out I mean I could feel that it's cold in the house like colder than normal but I mean I walked out and it was like really cold and I can't even tell you how many degrees it is right now unless I look at my phone because my car sensor has been going off like crazy I realize that it's no longer working properly and so I, I need to get that fixed um, let's see here it is 47 degrees which is pretty damn cold because like our lows I think for like the last um, we would our lows were always like in the 50s so like 53 55 and then to drop to 47 that's pretty cold and like one thing that I can't like one thing that trips me out is about two years ago when I went back to work for my maternity leave I one one I, I can't even believe it's already been two years but two years ago when I went back on um, to work for my maternity leave I was like biking like I would put my bike onto my car every morning and I woke I worked at 7 so I had to do this like all like at 6 in the morning because I got I used to have my bike on my car just all the time and use it for work um, but then I got a tire stolen and then I just had to get smarter and um, that required more work so I would put my bike away every night when I got home but every morning I would have to put my bike on and then like ri uh, drive to work and I did like a combo, like I would drive to um, halfway, um, or not halfway, like a little, a lot more than halfway to work. But then I would just, um, since I didn't have parking at my office, and we were required to like walk, like I don't know, maybe a mile a day to the parking lot. Like I just, I just started to um, park wherever I wanted, and then I would just bike around and get exercise and bike my way onto work, uh, into work. <laughs> Um, that was really cool. I just can't believe I was biking in this type of weather. Like I remember there were some mornings it was like 37 degrees and I would be like biking into work. I was hardcore. I, st I still am hardcore, but I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, yesterday we talked about what it meant to be conscious right we started touching up on that and it's like kind of more of like a mini episode introductory to being more conscious being more mindful you know 
Um, and today we're going to kind of continue on with that topic a little bit, but kind of go more into the idea of what it means to be aware and being aware of your thoughts. Because this is what I see so much every day. Every day, I talk to people at work. I talk to my friends. My friends tell me that, like, apart from their other friends, they talk to me about deeper shit. And they feel more comfortable to talk to me. Whether or not I agree or disagree, they don't feel uncomfortable to talk to me. And that's, that's like, great, you know? Um, where you can come again and be honest with yourself, like, I invite that. And if I'm talking shit to you or telling you some shit that you don't like or don't agree with, that's even better because it's only when you aren't agreeing or when I've rattled like something inside you, your energy, that anything's going to change, right? Like as much as I, I talked about me and my husband used to fight really badly and on one hand it was shit on the other hand it was amazing because he started to bring out of me something that never that i had hidden for so long you know what i mean like i became i became a person that i didn't recognize anymore the person that i was like a decade ago was a person that was given ideals it was imposed on me, you know what I mean, and and so those that set of ideals that was uh, those those sets of ideals that were imposed on me became me. My mind, I talked about it in the last episode. My mind became me. I became my mind, you know, and I've learned. I've since learned how to hush my mind, and that my mind is not myself. And there's a big difference there. And today we're going to talk about being conscious of your thoughts because um, being aware of your thoughts. Because it's only when you're aware that you're even having these thoughts that you can be conscious about them. That you can make a conscious decision and mindful decision not to do them anymore. We... Like one thing I noticed about all my friends is they will say things like, I don't know, I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did that. I'm so angry at myself. Um, oh, that was so dumb, you know, and, and they're usually talking about themselves. So like we have all this negative chit chat chatter on like chatterbox in our head. So negative, like we could wake up and start talking shit about ourselves and, you know, we totally accept it. Totally accept that about ourselves. And on one end, because it's meeting the ideal, like because you're saying I'm so stupid because I should have given that bum some money, you know, like for example, I'm so stupid. I should have left earlier for work. I knew it, you know, I'm so stupid. I shouldn't have parked there. I knew I was going to get a ticket, but I did it anyway. Like these are things that we say to ourselves every day. And we believe it. And the reason why we believe it is because we believe that other people think that about us. And so we say these things because on one hand, it makes you feel good that you're following the ideal. And that people are like, oh, what? yeah, you totally get the rules. You know, like, and, you're, and the reinforcement of your mom or dad or teacher 
or, you know, brother or boss saying, yeah, you shouldn't have parked there. You know, like it's like you're, you're now saying it before anybody else says it to you. So you're the one that made up that this idea or ideal now. So, so you can, you're like, it's almost like you're protecting yourself. You're protecting yourself so you don't have to hear from somebody else and it doesn't have to feel like a lecture from somebody else, you know? So you're saying it to yourself like you're your mother or you're your father or whatever. And now that makes you feel good because you are a mom, right? And that's the thing that I'm trying to say is like, that is an ideal that was imposed on you. That was an, an ideal that you thought the world follows this. So I will follow this. And I'm so stupid for not. You know, now I, I'm willing to bet that if you heard someone else say that shit to you, like first thing in the morning is like, Oh, Amy's so stupid. Like she shouldn't have, uh, parked there. I'm just using like examples, just names, whatever. You're so stupid. You shouldn't have parked there. Okay. Like you would not accept that from somebody that you're, Oh, this part just seems saying that it's stupid that you parked there. Like first thing is like what the fuck who the fuck is saying like it would bring like it would be like what the hell like you know you you wouldn't accept negative chatter from someone else negative shit talking from someone else like as quickly as you do it to yourself that's all i'm saying you know so if you heard that this person saying this about you this person saying that about you you're gonna be like oh what Uh uh-uh like what the heck and but no, immediately when it comes out of, you know, when it rolls off our tongue and our lips, it's like, it's so, it's so deep and we accept it. And it's, it's sad that we, like the other day I was talking to a coworker and she was talking about going on a plant-based diet because, um, my coworker has, has had cancer. And so she wants to go on a healthier diet. Um, and she had, uh, I asked her about it because I was kind of interested in a plant-based diet, you know? I'm not trying to go on one, but I'm interested in knowing like what it is exactly that happens. And, um, if there's anything that I don't know about plant-based and she tells me, she tells me she has, um, uh, an appointment with a nutritionist. And when she goes to her nutritionist, she'll give me more information, you know, once she knows or whatever, I appreciated that and, you know, whatever. And then like a couple days, I guess the weekend came and, um, she missed her appointment and it's not like she missed it like she slept in she missed it because she thought it was at 11 and it was actually at 10 in the morning so at 10 30 in the morning I think she calls them for something and realized that she missed her appointment and she felt really stupid and so she's telling me the story like the next week she's telling me the story you know Justine I want to you know I want to let you know that I missed my appointment and um you know and then at the end of it she's like I'm just so stupid I'm so stupid it's a part of getting old and you know I hear this all the time and, and I just have to you know she's saying this as she's walking away and I said it happens to everybody you know happens to everybody it's okay Erica it happens to everybody like my point is we need to stop I mean we need to we need to start being more aware that we're doing this and then, um, any, you know, before any change can even happen and, you know, don't try to change, don't try to change that about yourself. Again, all it takes is just being conscious, being aware that it's happening. Once you start to doubt your mind, once you start to realize that who you are is not your mind and your mind is not you, 
you'll start to catch these things. You will. Effortlessly, you'll start to, to catch these things. You know? So, don't try to react to what I'm saying. Don't try to, don't try to become someone else. You know? You're just, if you just try to become someone else, you're just swinging back. You know, like the pendulum swings and you swing back. Be in the middle. You know what I mean? Be your true self. So, we need to just, and like, I don't know, we need people to, because I feel like it also gets reinforced in society, like when you start, so stupid, it's okay, I'm stupid too. Like, even to reassure somebody and say, it's okay, I'm stupid too, like, again, is like, now it's like another person's talking shit about themselves, you know? So I don't, I don't know if you guys realize that. It's like somebody has to, somebody has to cut it. Somebody has to like say, don't say that not true you know um sometimes people are doing these things without even realizing and like i mentioned we are moving subconsciously uh we're moving unconsciously and subconsciously you know there are a lot of things that we we react based on past memories our memories our past life our trauma you know so things just kind of come out subcon in the subconscious Things that you didn't even know you held as ideals. Um, so we're going to have to talk about knowing your values. Okay. And um, so these are some of the things that you may want to just start thinking about. Like, what are your values? What ideals do you have? That needs to be on paper, maybe. You need to actually see it and remember it and read it and remember it often because we have separated ourselves so much from ourself and we've identified so much with our mind so let let's start remembering ourselves let's start loving ourself our being made that distinction distinction in the last one we are human beings uh, okay so another mini episode i'm gonna like shut it off right now because i am super hungry and i'm gonna go and get a snack i may add to this episode i may not i don't know yet but i hope you guys are enjoying and i will talk to you guys very soon Hello, hello, good morning. This is your girl Justine here with the Maker of Arrows podcast. I am here this morning. I just wanted to inform you guys. Um, I had a third episode that I forgot. It looks like in the midst of chaos, I forgot to update or um, publish. And so it's been sitting here. And so I apologize for you guys who didn't get that content out. Um, get that um, episode but I will I'm thinking I'm just gonna go ahead and record this and then we'll just like add it together maybe and publish it together so that we don't fall behind on the topics that I want to talk to you guys about Uh, today's topic that I kind of wanted to and I have no like agenda or anything um, 
again, we're going to, I'm working on this, um, try to be spontaneous type of thing, uh, you know, work on the fly and on my feet, like real quickly. It's been working out for me. Um, me and my husband got into um, a little, uh, I wouldn't call it an argument. Definitely something that like I said that triggered him. And to me, I didn't even know that I had triggered him, right? Like he didn't inform me. He just like got upset. And um, I thought we were still talking. Like I thought we were still having a great conversation. I'm in the middle of like trying to connect with him and he's triggered by something I said. Now he's like distancing himself from me. This is the end of the night. We just came back from a really awesome date. We went to go watch Zombieland, the second one, Double Tap. We had a great time, um, despite it being a really bad night because of other triggers that had happened as well. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, excuse me. So we went out on a date that night and we, um, he had forgotten something and we had taken a different car. And so all these things that don't normally happen, like happened. And, um, of course, maybe, you know, because of the switch, he forgot something. And because he forgot something, we're on our way to my parents' house, which isn't like, which is about maybe about 30 miles away from our home. We're going to drop him off there. We're going to go watch a movie and then we're going to pick up the girls and come back home. It's already like 6 to 7 p.m. at night. So it's not like we have a lot of time if we're thinking we want to get home like at a fairly decent time before the next morning. So you know, with all of these restrictions and all of these changes and all of these things that happen, like him forgetting something, like turned into, I forgot something. My night's not like my expectation of the night is not great anymore. Um, you know, I knew we should have driven my truck. Okay. Well, you suggested taking my car, you know, like these are thoughts that are running in my head. And, um, so he's like, like, okay. Um, I'm even dropping him off with your mom who I don't like completely trust like and um, you know we're not gonna have a lot of time because movies are like two hours long now so like and I'm just really listening you know at this point um, back then I would have like I would have totally came back at with all these responses um, trying to like stop him from getting any further in the negativity like thought process oh my god I just got allergies really badly um I would have like tried to do anything to like stop his his negative thought process but now I'm just like okay let me just be sensitive let me just listen let me try to understand what he's mad at and you know like it's hard because I don't understand it's hard because I'm not him and I don't have the same triggers and I'm not going to be sensitive to the same things and you know like I just feel like boohoo yeah 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 whatever you know um that's in all honesty sometimes I feel that way but I definitely can understand and relate because I've been in situations too where maybe like like there was this one day where he told me he was going to take the girls to the babysitters in the morning and I was at home that morning. Um, he didn't expect me to be home because I just had a later day at work. 
And so he asked me to take them instead so that he could get to work early. I said, okay. So I decided I was going to take them, but like he decided, I mean, the way his morning unfolded, he ended up leaving the same time that he normally would have if he just took the girls to the babysitters. So then he then took it back and said, I'll take the girls to the babysitters. You can go to work, you know, which is great. Um, you know, he took the responsibility back, but I had already agreed and then changed my morning, um, because I thought this was going to benefit him. So I said, yeah, you know, I'll take them to the babysitter if you, if you need that and you want to get to work on time. But it ended up, he didn't like leave on time to get to work early anyway. So I, now I'm driving, like, you know, now I'm driving to work and he's taking the girls. We left the house at the same time. I normally leave about an hour earlier. Um, so now I'm stuck in like this worst, like really bad traffic and I'm just super resentful and mad and I feel like I'm not going to make it to work on time and I don't know why I agreed. I should have just said no. You know, like all these thoughts just started popping up in my head. In fact, I wanted to start texting him and I wanted to start calling him because I knew he was driving. I was like, we could talk to each other and I could just tell him how upset I was. But I refrained. I was having a conversation in my own mind. On one hand, my mind was telling me all these negative things. And on the other hand... I had a part of myself that was trying to calm my mind down and separate myself from my mind as much as I could. So now I'm actually, you know, practicing being conscious and aware of what I'm thinking. Still, I feel I can't completely control it, you know? So I did end up calling him. I did end up calling him and I did tell him what I was upset about so that I don't feel overly resentful for something that could easily be like he could have reassured me or you know had I not opened that conversation up you know I don't have an opportunity to know what he might be able to offer me in terms of in terms of comfort or you know like just being my friend so I did call him not with any expectations not with the expectation that he was going to save me or anything like that but I figured it would be a good idea to let him know how I was feeling and um, he understood and then when I realized and heard like how I started to get like push on him my negative negative thoughts I realized like okay he said all he could I've said all I could and this is a good point now to hang up the phone you know so I just even though I wasn't super happy And of course, like, he probably felt a little strange, like, that I called him and, you know, I I left a little unhappy. It was okay, because at that point, like, we're mature and we know that it's just not time now to talk on the phone. So, I dismissed myself and we got off the phone. And there, and there you have it, you know. It's not the perfect, it's not the perfect um, conversation, but we are not perfection and to chase perfection is really stupid and actually causes a lot of our insecurities and a lot of the um, neurotic like behaviors that we do is all based on this idea of creating 
and maintaining perfection and there's no such thing so stop trying to do that I can tell you that 100% of the time when um, when Jimmy gets upset it's because he's a perfectionist and he likes to do things his own way because he's proven to himself that that way works and when it doesn't go his way it becomes a control thing and it also becomes like like I said just perfection and there's no such thing and that has helped me tremendously in my because as long as like one of us is able to identify or understand that there's no such thing as perfection as long as I'm able to grasp that right now and you know maybe he's not but who cares like I'm focusing on myself and he could focus on himself we're not going to beat each other up because we didn't meet perfection you know what I mean like I can be sensitive to the fact that he wanted perfection and he's not getting it and I can understand what's happening and I can change my behavior and I can change my thought process I can be more aware I can be more sensitive I can be more open you know what I mean so in a sense just kind of nurturing having empathy compassion and like emanating that energy to him so I mentioned that we went on this date and again it wasn't perfect we weren't gonna get to a movie in time I mean the next showing would have been like 10 p.m. and that was way too late Jimmy forgot his stuff at home um so after we dropped off the girls at my parents' house, it was just that weird hour where it's like, we're not going to make, like the showings were starting like around the time that we had gotten there and the next showing would be like at 10. So now we wanted to catch dinner and a movie. Now he's like, let's just have dinner and forget about the movie. And he's like really upset because he really wants to see a movie and so he's like I really want to see a movie but let's just forget the movie let's just go have dinner and he's like pissed and I don't want to spend time like I really don't you know want to spend time having dinner with somebody who's like moping around that I have to like feel like not feel like I'm walking on eggshells because he doesn't have the power to do that but it's like I would have to be super careful uh, because my anger could blow up, you know, because don't, don't get me wrong. Like this isn't easy for me. This really tests my patience because Jimmy takes a really long time to come around when he gets, he, he often gets stuck on something. And so he'll fixate on this thing either until he can feel like he has enough control or something like, or he's forgotten about it, you know? I wanted to try something a little different, you know? Like, I wanted I wanted to get him to understand that, 
And the only reason why he was upset is because he has all these limitations in his mind. And that, like, if he could just figure out and be creative, figure out options, like, there wouldn't be so many limitations. So I suggested that since we're already at my parent, like, we dropped off the girls at my parents' house. It's about, I don't know, maybe about, like, an hour and a half before they even go to bed. In which case, even if we did catch a movie showing right on time, right on schedule at 7 or something, um, we would come back to pick up the girls from my parents' house and they would be sleeping. Um, It gets really cold at night now, so it's not really like the best thing to just wake them up right after they've fallen asleep and then, you know, um, put them in the car, take them home. Like, all of that just... It would disrupt their sleep. It just wouldn't be a good idea. So I um, suggested that when we started driving off from, like, away from my parents' house, I just said, look, if you really want whatever you you left off, you left at home, let's go home and get it. It's going to push us back. But that's what happens if you want what you want. And all these limitations and, you know, restrictions in your mind are there because you want to follow them. And that's what we normally do. But we're not bound to that. You know, and like I explained this to him over um, maybe a couple times, you know, and like I encouraged him that if he really wanted to go get whatever he left at home, we can go get it. If we wanted to, we could watch a later showing they're going to be sleeping anyway. And um, we decided on a restaurant that we hadn't gone to. We used to go to all the time and it was like really packed. But it, we, went to, we went to this restaurant all the time like before we started dating and when we were friends. And so it was nostalgic. We went to, it was called Banana Bay. They were super packed. Um, and so we decided... We're just going to eat somewhere in that vicinity. And as we're pulling into Banana Bay, like, he was stuck for a while. He was just like, I can't believe that I forgot this and I wanted this and I had the expectation of this. And he just kept talking over and over about the same thing. Um, We don't have enough time. Like, we always have the girls and, you know, I just wanted to go out with you. And I get that. Like, he just wants to feel like a normal human being, not a parent and that's totally cool and I explained that to him and I told him I'm on the same boat as you and we could totally make this happen let's just fucking figure out a way so he um, we go and we eat first because he's hangry which isn't helping our situation it's not helping our cause and I told him let's go let's go solve that first let's go fucking eat now we don't have any let's, let's think about this maybe we can ask my parents if the girls like fall asleep there Maybe we could come and pick them up in the morning. And even if not, if they say no, it's totally okay. We will just go eat, watch a movie. They'll get more hours of sleep in. And if we really need to take them home in the middle of the night, then we take them home in the middle of the night. Okay? We'll deal with that then. But right now, let's go eat. Let's go enjoy a really nice dinner. We never get to do this. You know, like I was about, I was, I was, uh, I was about like to go to blow up because I thought that he was 
because it's typical of Jimmy to get upset and then just not want to do anything. Like, what he does is he will shut down and he will not give any type of energy to anything else except for himself. So he just becomes like, like a container for all the negative energy. And I think on one hand it's good because he won't go out and like, you know, it's like the X-Men, like, you know, they won't get like one of those like X-Men that have like all this power that like they would blow up and like, like blow everything up if they got mad. Like that's Jimmy, you know, like he has all this power and emotion and you know all this all this energy that if he were to go out he may like wreak havoc on something or someone that someone usually is me I'm usually in the line of fire um, but I've learned how to deal with it I've learned how to nurture it and so you know it just takes that one person Sometimes the guy actually is like more nurturing than the woman. And um, I know it's a little tougher in our society to be the man, try to nurture the woman. And women are, you know, we're pretty angry for a lot of the shit that we've gone through. And then it's like reinforced in society. So, you know, just be patient. When we started pulling into Banana Bay, Jimmy, like, started talking about something else. Like, he started talking about, like, and he didn't sound like he was super happy, but he was no longer talking about the scheduling, the time restraint. He wasn't talking about the expectation. He wasn't talking about forgetting something at home. He wasn't talking about any of that. I think we just started talking about work, which wasn't, like, the best topic to, like, the next best topic. But it was a topic outside of what we were discussing. So that's a good thing. And, um, you know, then I just, like, started talking to him like, like a normal human being. Like, you know, and, and then it just shifted. Our conversation shifted into, like, talking about, like, um, something that happened at work. Or maybe some food that he ate at work. I think it was about food. And um, that he likes the people that he works with. And... So it started shifting and I was like, this is awesome. This is amazing. This is amazing, guys, because this is like, I think the first time that we would have successfully been able to get Jimmy like unstuck from how he was feeling and then like move along quickly. Like in like while we're like while we're driving, he's moving forward, you know, like typically what would happen is he'd get really angry and then normally we would let's say we decided we we're gonna go home so he would go home and then he's like I'm just gonna stay here now I don't want to do anything anymore and even if I'm like okay look you can't let this like take the power and take away your great the great evening you were gonna have like and he's just like I don't I don't care I don't care I don't want to do anything anymore like that's typically what happens and then maybe like two hours later, he'll be like, okay, I'm ready to do something now. And maybe, um, and back then when we first got together, it would be like an entire day or two days that he may not talk to me. And it's not like he's trying to give me the cold shoulder. He just doesn't want to do anything. 
you know, like he doesn't want to talk to anybody. He doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't want to get vulnerable. He doesn't want to like anything. So this is a big step. The fact that we're able to still be in the car driving to point B and that he's still he's able to get over it while we're driving like this is amazing. So we have our dinner. Uh, we get to Banana Bay. It's too busy. Okay, whatever. We're just going to eat. We need to, we need to solve the issue. We need to eat. So we go over to, we think we're going to go to this place called Phoenix, which is another, it's a Chinese food place, a Taiwanese type um, food place. Um, they've got great drinks and teas and little snacks and their food comes out real fast and fairly decent price. And, um, but I'm like, you know, how about that tofu place? So there's this place called BCD Tofu House. So good. And, um, you know, it's the, it's the tofu soup. And, like, there's also other entrees, too. But I know Jimmy really, like, and we love the sides. And, and we just hadn't had, like, tofu in a long time. Um, not Korean tofu, anyways. So we've had Korean barbecue plenty of times. But not really the um, Korean tofu soup. So we go and it's really, really cool because it's like, this is something we don't normally do. First of all, this is something we don't normally accomplish in our night. Now we're eating something we don't normally eat that Jimmy wouldn't normally agree to, but he did. And it was really, really splendid. Um, it was a little bit more expensive than anything else we would have eaten that night, but it was really, really delicious and good quality. And I just felt like this is great because like we're having a great conversation now. Like as soon as we walked in, into uh we parked and we're walking to banana bay like he was already like a normal person and we're talking about normal things and he's holding my hand and we're walking to the restaurant and then like it's busy and typically when his restaurant like the one that he wants to eat at is busy like he'll get kind of upset again and so i just feel like this breakthrough kind of like helped him and like it was no sweat that we walked in banana bay's busy it's not a good idea let's go to the next one let's go to the next one it kind of like it kind of released that blockage, you know, and it made him feel more creative and it made him feel like, like free, you know, and I'm so glad that he felt freed that night. So we went to go eat and we had a really lovely dinner at the BCD Tofu House. Um, and yeah, it was delicious. We had leftovers and then we went home because at that point we're pretty close to home. We're about halfway so we go home, grab what he needed, and then we decided to um, go catch a movie closer to home. And um, my parents said that they'd watch the kids. So we had no time restraint or restrictions anymore. We went home, grabbed his stuff, um, went to a theater closer to home, arrived to the theater pretty early, got good seats, and we didn't have to rush and we got to like hang out and talk um, hang out and talk before and then we like got our seats and sat down and just hung out and like, enjoyed ourselves didn't feel stressed I, I brought my book so I read my book and um, and that was great and we drive home and everything's good and we're connecting and um you know 
we're not again it's not perfect we're gonna get to this point where at the end of the night after the movie we're pretty close to home we get home in about like 10 minutes and right when we right when I shut the door to my car like when we arrive home and we're walking into the house I tried to connect with Jimmy because he's telling me a story about funny things that he says that sound kind of gay right like um things that he innocently says to people and then it can come off as like something maybe um taken homosexually and um you know and and like in a joking manner and he's just like oh that sounded funny you know and he so he's telling me these stories and I'm trying to connect with him and so I tell him a story about my work and how I've said a few things too that were really innocent that people turn into jokes and it's something like aren't you hot like because somebody's wearing like a, a really thick costume or like a really thick sweater aren't you hot and like somebody might turn that into I'm hot everywhere I go you know and it's like I really I'm telling him this because I wanted to connect and I thought it was funny um because somebody turned my words into something funny and I don't know like I just think it's funny and I'm telling I, I just thought it, I, I thought it related so I'm telling him these stories that were really innocent to me but that triggered like a negative emotion from like an, a past a past experience and it just like totally triggered this like past experience where we're like it almost seems like we're in the midst of that negative experience if that makes sense so like it triggered a negative experience in me and Jimmy's history and uh, where he felt like I was not faithful before we got married I um, I was like super in love with Jimmy but he worked a lot and thought that he had to work a lot for me so he was never around and when I would ask him to stay at home like his boss would coerce him to stay longer at work um, and longer at work was like slave like a slave at work I mean granted like they were treated to like the, the nicer finer things in life and they were catered like there was catering like there was no reason to leave and then like they were allowed to play video games at their desk and they they were there's it was a call center and so like he's always just at his desk like made himself real comfortable they had real nice furniture really nice office like some nights like people were there because they could be on the phone all day like 24 hours so some nights he was there until two in the morning some um there were some days where he would be we would go to sleep and because he would wake up in the middle of the night and have nothing to do he would go to work and so it was just like this like unhealthy relationship with work and unhealthy relationship that I had with Jimmy and it was just it was just crazy you know um we didn't know what we we're doing like we're still figuring shit out and um and we had a lot of trauma that we both had on our own that we didn't fix yet and we we're living together and so during this time you know I work in LA we live in Orange County but I work in LA and he works in Orange County so I work in LA 
home and Jimmy's work is in Orange County and I'm commuting like two hours a day to get to work. Granted, my job was a pretty high paying job and at the time I was responding to my bankruptcy. Um, I'm like about 24. So at the time, I'm responding to how poor I felt because of my bankruptcy um, and all the trauma that I went like financially, like the, um, what's it called? The identity theft that I went through and I was still playing the victim. So, you know, I just, I wanted that big paycheck and I was going to LA for it. And then um, I had a coworker who I had emotionally attached myself to um, because I needed somebody to talk to. Like I wanted to have a relationship where I could talk to my my boyfriend about like things that were happy and things that were sad and things that were you know cool and things that I learned and I just wanted to have this like relationship where I could just talk about my feelings. But being that we were so far away from each other physically, mentally, and emotionally, I just reacted to that as well. And I had um, a male coworker who, um, at the time, I smoked cigarettes, and he smoked cigarettes too. So we would go out for our cigarette breaks, and we would talk, and you know, um, and we shared a connection. And it was never anything like physical, and never even opened up to being like let's, you know, I like you or let's, you know, and it didn't, it didn't get, it didn't go there. It was just somebody who really genuinely like enjoyed what I talked about and who I um, genuinely, genuinely enjoyed listening to like his travels. Um, He was like in a better place, obviously, than, than me and Jimmy. And so like he got to travel and um, he had been working here for a while and Um, made a lot of, you know, like, we were making good money, um, so maybe he came from a background where he was able to travel a little bit more and do all these things, and I love to hear about that, you know, um, so anyway, like, Jimmy didn't feel comfortable with that whole thing, and then, um, I totally understand that, um, I didn't at the time, and so, you know, we fought, a lot about it um, but then like I get it now I totally get it now and um, and that you know it's it's cool like that's what oh so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because that's what triggered in his mind when I was talking about like what I was talking about how I would say things that work to people and they would change my um, my phrases into like almost like flirtatious type but we're not flirting like 100% I'm not flirting and I realize I can't control what other people say so I'm not going to feel guilty for something that somebody said to me that I did not intend and even if I were intent like there's just like I I cannot be held accountable or something so I cannot even change the phrases like are you hot like are you hot like in your jacket are you hot you know like I can't really change that saying anymore to not be 
like weird like you know what I mean like I I don't how can I change that I couldn't change that so that's just really unreasonable so here I'm standing my ground and I know I didn't do anything wrong but I didn't even know that I had said anything that triggered anything because um he was just he just started kind of saying like it's not the same and then he walks in the house and gets ready for bed and just goes to bed and um and then like I I meet him up in bed but he's not like not holding me not I asked him hey can you hold me and he acted like he didn't hear me and so now I'm realizing like okay I think I've said something that pissed him off but still I have no idea what that might be because as far as I know I was just saying some stuff to connect with him and um again now I'm, I'm not like flirting with anybody I'm not doing anything it's nothing of the it's not the same shit you know So anyway, we wake up the next morning and he is still acting kind of pissed. And I'm just confused because I had no idea. Like, you know, I went to I went to sleep that night, like not even knowing that he was upset. I mean, I kind of sensed that maybe there was something that I had said that he didn't like. But I didn't think that he was upset. So. The next morning when he was upset like we had to go through round two of like getting Jimmy getting us like to understand each other and be cool um and that's gonna be another one but anyway my whole point here is you might think that you're in a really toxic relationship that you can't get out of that you've done everything that you could Um, and trust me when I tell you that I've been there too. My story used to be that I've done everything that I could, that I couldn't do anything more. And that most likely we just aren't a good pair or a good match. And it's for sure that we're most likely going to have to divorce because there's just no way me and him are ever going to be on the same page And there's no way that I could see myself being with somebody like that, you know? So, uh, I hope that these examples that I've shared with you today kind of show you that, um, there is the possibility of maybe there are different ways to do certain things. Maybe, um, maybe there are certain things that we don't feel comfortable doing because we don't feel it's fair to have to do in a relationship but like there are different ways to do it and there are several ways to figure out like like again it just it took it's taken like over a decade for us to even see these changes you know and I've been extremely patient so has he Um, also I think like becoming a mother has changed me. I expect differently from my children, uh, what my parents expected from me, you know, and what my parents expected from me, I expected from myself, 
when I became a mother and I, you know, expected differently, like I figured out what my values were, expected my own set of, had my own set of expectations with my children. I started to, and that was less than what my mom expected from me. Like I learned to lessen my expectations of myself. And that doesn't mean that I'm not still capable or good um, or of doing good or of doing excellent work, etc. It just means that I'm lowering my expectations. Like I don't have, or maybe have no expectations. That I could be spontaneous and I can make conscious decisions that are still spontaneous, that are organic, that sprout like on their own because I know who I am because I am me, you know, um, when I started to do that for my children and I started to do that for myself, um, I started to heal the wounds that I'd had in the past, all these things that I thought my parents expected of me. I realized like, um, mother Justine was now talking to like a younger version of me that didn't feel worthy that felt ashamed, et cetera, et cetera. And that mother, that mama, Justine, like is able to spread her energy throughout our household, throughout our family, for myself and for my husband. Um, I think that's where I've been able to gain more of that nurturing um, persona. It's not that I was... I would have described myself as nurturing in the past as well before we got married and before we had kids but there's this deeper level of I think it's just like when you can tap into when you have a child and you could tap into that that state of being love for your child so notice I didn't say being in love, like, but being love, you know, um, embracing the flaws of your life and like just having this energy that everything around is okay. It's where it's supposed to be right now. <laughs> Almost in a sense, surrendering yourself. Um, not to the point where you're just like aimlessly, aimlessly surrendering yourself. Like you're just like, I'm just surrendering because I don't think I have a say or an option or whatever, but like, sur like knowing that there's power in just surrendering yourself to your expectations. Like it's super freeing to not have to believe what your parents tell you you need to believe, you know? super freeing to like be out of their household to do things that you want to do to not be under their wing anymore to not take from them to not take money from them like things that if you guys listen to Gary V he talks about this a lot you know like we are still at home with our parents we take things from them we you know accept money and accept gifts and accept all these things from them but in, unless we like separate ourselves from them like we will not become um, or we expect like, like to be our own, to have our own thoughts and our own purse, like to be our own person and all this stuff. But like, 
we still accept stuff from our parents and so we as long as you accept anything from your parents you'll also accept their negative energy and their negative emotion and their um and their negative suggestions and and things like that you know what i mean um so when you're able to free yourself from that like it becomes a lot easier life becomes so much easier because now it's just it's a matter of you figuring yourself out and then having your own your own process so anyways i'm at work now i'm i'm going to leave you guys with that um with those thoughts and um basically just wanting you guys to know that for those of you guys who are feeling like you've done everything you could in your life and that you're in a relationship that is never going to change and you feel like you're trapped and you feel like you can't get out of it and you feel like you know my significant other's never going to change I'm not going to change I'm not willing to change like our life is going to be like this and we're going to be unhappy but I'm not willing to leave you know there's like plenty of people who are unhappy but unwilling to leave and then unwilling to do anything about their relationship um my parents are a prime example of this um but you know they've become conditioned and so used to their their disposition um that it seems normal to them to have to suffer and go through what they go through and then they don't realize that by by doing that it spills over into like whatever they suggest for us it's like you know um when jimmy was slaving at that job my mom told me you know at least he's making lots of money so just let him just sacrifice your you know but i want him to be around and i want him to oh it's okay just sacrifice it like you know you guys are young let let him as long as he can stay at work late and stuff like let him and let him earn all that money so that you guys will be comfortable and stuff you know it's just like what the fuck like i can't even believe like that shit but anyway I really need to go before I'm late. I hope you guys really enjoyed this one. Um, I'm I, I'm trying to identify with you guys. I'm letting you guys know that there is a way. You know, stop hoping for change because hope is just like a. I hope that the next morning I'm gonna wake up and this shit's gonna disappear. It doesn't work that way. You gotta fucking work on it. I used to smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. And I didn't just wake up hoping that one day I'm not gonna smoke cigarettes anymore. I fucking did the work, and that shit was hard. But I guarantee you I will not smoke anymore because I did the work and I corrected that shit. So I hope you guys have a great day. I will hear from you guys. I mean, hopefully I hear from you guys. I will talk to you guys soon. You guys will hear from me. And um, I, you know, want to just share my peace and love with you. Have a great day. I love you guys. <laughs>